Stupid girl, stupid girl, stupid girl. I wish you could transmit some smells over the mic because this is just lovely. This all these sangria. Ew, you're drinking sangria? Mm-hmm. And it was like two ninety five. Corona juice. Have you guys been shopping like recently? For groceries or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. went yesterday because my dad sent me a picture of every aisle in Trader Joe's with the caption, fuck. <laughs> like, literally four different aisles. I was like, oh my god, you're a freak. But I still, like, went to the dollar store just to, like, get some random, like, frozen meat and shit. Just because, like, I figured, like, it's better to be prepared than not. Yeah, like, my yeah. fucking, my mom and Matt have stocked up for two years. Our <gasps> entire basement has, like, canned goods. And my mom bought freezers <laughs> Did Your mom is sending you like bunker texts. Literally, they're bunker texts. Yeah, she's like, she's like, <laughs> it's she's insane, fucking crazy. Is yeah. your mom like a like a doomsday prepper? Well, she goes to um, she goes to get her palm read a lot, so mine as well, right? Like, sure, read right, exactly. Wow. Like, like that kind of shit. <laughs> your mom has coronavirus of the mind. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> and also Matt's the type of person that freaks out hella and was like the one to go and like stock up so he's like a classic oh. anal retentive straight guy yep yeah like uh chris morocco from bon appetit <laughs> sure. oh my god yes it was just crazy because like even when we were driving back like two of the girls that we went with that lived in la actually needed toilet paper they were saying that before they left they didn't have any toilet paper so we had gone to six or seven like different stores between santa barbara and la and like no toilet paper and they were like we're not going to get toilet paper in for another week and it's just like what the well that's just i think like the whole thing to me has like manifested two different things which is that it's like how like i think i underestimate how much toilet paper really exists (laughs) right i think there's an in-depth because it took like a day to run out i was like holy shit i was like how little are people really shitting versus how much how quickly can people really get rid of it all? Like yeah, to the point really. where we just don't have it anymore. Like, is it in the volume of like a like a iPhone? Right. It was okay. so quick to get rid of like a common good. Yeah. Like, and then also on um, Redskirt today, they were talking about how like it's so funny that like before anything else ran out, toilet paper did because the first things that people's disaster brains think is like poo poo, you know, <laughs> like all these like base childhood like Freudian instincts to be like, oh my god, what if I don't get to wipe my ass is like the first thing people think right yeah like it wasn't like cheerios yeah or like or like any basics at all right <laughs> um anyway we're back <sighs> we're back we're live we're we officially are. live yeah Perfect. um we're joined with a coronavirus survivor morgan a friend of the pod <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> we're so excited to have her um you just came back from literally getting tested for the roni Yes, literally got home about 30 minutes ago from it, so pretty fresh. So, okay, so she just came back from the lavish uh, spring break Mm -hmm. experience of a lifetime over in uh, California Mm -hmm. um, with other friends of the pod, Delaney and Mm -hmm. Co. Yeah, (laughs) looked very beautiful, looked very... um, very serene until yeah, you know, it was, it was gorgeous. until the disease beautiful started. it was so fun the first like three to four days and then shit kind of hit the fan with everything with the virus and then it started becoming a little bit like 
creepy and eerie just because everywhere you go people would be like okay stay safe and you're like oh oh okay <laughs> it's like, right. especially because you were in like twin peaksville too like you were in yeah. so many of these like creepy ass like <laughs> uh, black lodge towns like, it's, it yeah. is like it's funny when like this kind of stuff happens because the greetings change like i was on the phone with my coworker earlier and we ended it with like stay safe out there and i was like <laughs> we work together get well like, soon so bitch right get well soon bitch <laughs> Just creepy. So creepy. It is really weird. I had literally like three total people come into um, my place of work today. And like, like because of the fact that I knew no one was going to come in, it was like total anarchy all day to the point of where I was like playing Aisha Erotica exclusively so loud (laughs) or I wasn't playing any music at all (laughs) because we like, I didn't have anyone. It was lawless. And then when people came in, I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like why? Yeah, that's tanning essentially what during the quarantine. Oh, it's a pandemic, but you know, you gotta look nice and yeah, gotta get your tan for who? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So stupid. Maybe yeah. they're cam girls. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, listen. <laughs> Live fast, die young, leave a pretty body. Leave I'm a pretty body. Yeah, leave a crispy body. Crispy body. Yeah. Um. So anyway, you're back from California, and then like, when did you realize you had to get? You had a, a run in with Miss Rona. Right. So. Um, this past week on Wednesday, I like started getting like a little bit of a cough mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. It's probably just allergies. The same day I started getting, um, a little bit of a runny nose and I was like, okay, whatever still. Mm-hmm. And so I got back from California on Sunday. So last night yeah. and this morning I woke up and I had a fever and a sore throat and I was Fuck. like, Oh, classic, like, uh, like, classic Corona baby, yeah. you know, classic. Right. Yeah. So I called, I like looked online to see what the, um, recommendation was to do. And it said to call your primary care doctor and like, just tell them like you have symptoms and like what they recommend. Sure. So I did that and they referred me to like someone in the health department and like the Illinois health department. And they asked me what my symptoms were. And, you know, if I had traveled and if I had been in direct contact with anyone who had a confirmed case and I said, oh, no, but like, I don't know, I was with in contact with a lot of people. you were in California, you were traveling, like, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, sure. So they were like, okay, well, you know, we're right now we're only testing people that have come into contact with um, people who have confirmed, like, a confirmed case of it. Yeah. And so, like, we, we're not going to text you. What we think you should do is go to your um, doctor and get tested for flu and strep throat. And I was so, like, like, rule uh, out the other options. I was like, okay, cool. You're like, like, yeah, I definitely... so I should expose my shit to, like, other people. Right. Like, my primary like... care physician who is shared by a lot of other people. <laughs> like, I definitely also don't have strep throat. Like, I know exactly how strep throat when the flu feels like. And I don't right. have either of those. Like, I mm-hmm. feel kind of fine. Like, I just have a cough and a runny nose. Whatever. Sure. So, then I get a call back, like, three hours later from a random person in the state department again being like, actually we um, have reviewed your case and we do think that you need to be tested. So someone from like XYZ, this, this uh, medical center is going to call you later. And I said, okay, cool. Thank you. Went about my day. Sure. And then about a half an hour later, someone called me and they said they like needed all my information, like my address, my name, my date of birth, whatever. Um, And then they gave me like really like eerie instructions. They were like, okay, so, like, this next part, you can't, like, you can't tell anyone, this don't is share so with scary. So, of course, I go on a podcast, and I'm sharing it with everyone. <laughs> but um, Immediately, like an hour afterward. <laughs> they gave me an address, and they were like, okay, 
<clears throat> they were like, okay, we're going to, um, this is like where you're going to go get tested. Here's the address. Uh-huh. Um, when you come drive into the back of the building, you're going to see three different like traffic cones. You're going to park at one of the traffic cones and then you're going to call this number when you get there. And it was like a phone number. Um, and someone will come out to your car and like get you. But like when you first get there, don't get out of your car. Like don't touch what anything. The fuck? Like, whatever. They were like, just stay in your car. Someone will come get you. This is like so when said, Adriana Laserva gets killed in The Sopranos. Wait, she gets killed? <gasps> oh! You Did I just spoil that for you? Ah! I'm yes! so sorry! You. you have the coronavirus and I just spoiled The Sopranos for you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> beep, beep. No, I'm it's just, still on season four. I'm, like I'm so her. sorry. Well, I mean, so you had to have known. <laughs> I mean, I guess I, guess I she had it coming, but Fuck. still... Fuck off. Okay, whatever. And it's an insult to injury that whole time you were telling the most scary part of the story, Chris left to go get his GoPuff order. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I, they this were, is investigative this journalism. I thought I was going to be able to sneak out and then come right back in because I didn't want to just... What did you get on GoPuff? Uh, I got um, two honey buns, a Pepsi, and then I got my boyfriend uh, two tall boys. Yeah. Oh, classic. Cool. Nice. All right. <laughs> anyway, back to business. So, at, at this point, to catch you up, Morgan's been is waiting in her car in a cryptic, undisclosed location. That yes. blows. Yeah. So I'm waiting in my car, and I call um, the number they gave me, and was like, "Okay, I'm here." And they were like, "Okay, stay there. Don't get out of the car. Someone will come get you in a couple minutes." I mean, so did they waiting. have to like pick you up, like physically? No, <laughs> can no, carry no. me in. So confused <laughs> over the shoulder. So Fire about man. five minutes go by, um, and the two nurses in full hazmat suits, like <clears throat> full, like picture, like if you just Google hazmat suit, like, like whatever, yellow, full mm-hmm. has full hazmat, like radioactive, they come out, all the zombie, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. They Beekeeper. knock on my window and they're like, "Hi, are you Morgan?" And I was like, "Yeah, like that's me." And they were like, okay, like, come on in. They handed me a mask, like, uh-huh. to put over my face, obviously, and then gloves. And they were like, put these on before you leave the car. Uh-huh. So because it was day on. Sure, right. Yeah. They go, they walk me into the building. Put on this masquerade mask. Put on this Lucha Mar- <laughs> This Mardi Gras. This <laughs> Lucha Gras mask. <laughs> and then there were none. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Hold Sorry. Winnie is being a pain. Winnie, come here. Okay. Well, anyways, I'm just going to keep going. Go ahead. Anyways, so um, they, I like walk into the building and they're like, they sit me down in this like little space where I, where I was. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, the doctors will be with you in a minute. And I said, okay, thank you. And they left. And so then like literally two minutes later, the fastest appointment I've ever had, two doctors and two nurses come in. And they're all in, like, full hazmat suits. Like, I'm talking, like, the plastic over the face, like, the ventilator tubes, like, going to their mouth. Like, so crazy. Oh, my God. And they were like, hi, like, we're doctors, whatever. We're going to, like, be <laughs> testing you today. Hello, I'm Mr. Doctor. And I was like, Bob Doctor. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, like, I'm sure. just, I don't know. It was pretty, like, freaky just even seeing that because I yeah, feel right. fine. Like, I don't feel like I'm, like, that sick. Right, like you don't feel like some little demon, like some like spitting no. little venomous freak. Like it's like you yeah. have like a cold. Yeah, and that's what was so freaky about it. I was like, this thing is fucking crazy. That makes me think anyway. like they know something we don't. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no. Right. That's exactly how it felt. I was like, what the fuck? Like everyone's just being like, okay, wash your hands and you'll be fine. And then the doctors are coming in and they're wearing like hazmat suits. And you're like, um, sure, right, exactly. Like everyone's like, it's strange. just like the flu. Like just use a yeah. face mask, wash your hands. I'm like. <laughs> but then a hazmat suit. Yeah, so crazy. Okay. So, anyways, the doctor came in and he basically asked me like, 
where I've been traveling, um, who I come in contact with, uh, my symptoms, basically all that. And I told him and then he was like, okay, um, do you have any questions for me? And I said, well, I live in St. Louis. I really wanted to go back by Wednesday so I could start working again. And he was like, yeah, no, you can't leave your house until Friday at the earliest, like once the test, and then if the test results come back negative, then you can leave. But then if they come back positive, we'll go from, from there. I said, okay, cool. So they leave and then the two nurses, the nurses stay and they performed the tests on me. They took two, um, like vials of blood, which was not super fun. And then they stuck or stuck. Wow. They stuck. <laughs> they stuck. A, they went ahead and stuck me. <laughs> Government came and stuck me. They put a swab so far up my nose that it literally felt like they were like touching my brain. It like went into my sinuses. Hurt so 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 bad. Wouldn't oh my god. To anyone. Yeah, it was awful. You have no that idea how many psychosomatic symptoms you just gave me in one sentence. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, like, <laughs> like, ready, ready, ready. Oh, we're about to get some ASMR of Chris opening his Pepsi. Oh, this is ready, really ready. important. <laughs> it sounded bad. <laughs> That's the doctor's unlocking my brain to check if I have any. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> they, they look Crickets. into my ear. They can see right out the other side. Crickets. Anyway, go ahead. So, so now, yeah, then after she stuck the big swab up my nose and made me cry, oh my um, God. What she the was fuck? like, yeah, I know it was like a very painful test. And she said that the results would be within 48 to 72 hours. Cause they're kind of backed up right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and to, she told me not to leave my room in my house. Like okay. she said, okay, when you go home, like go to your room, like don't even go to like the family room, like don't interact with your parents. Just like go straight to your room. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she said, you know, they would call me with the results within two to three days. So are you supposed to like, here I am. So now are you just teened? And like, yeah, basically. Do you like, do you like pee in a bucket? No, I mean, like, I didn't really listen. So I don't know. I, I came home. And <laughs> That's I, like, how every doctor's appointment is. I'm always like, finally, I'm asking for some real help. And then I leave with like zero new information, change nothing. Like, <laughs> right, really. I just was like, is it really that necessary? I've also been interacting with my parents so much since I got home. That, right, like, sure. What's the difference going to make? I'm already have been interacting with them so much. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird because, like, I feel so fine. Yeah. Ugh, we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> Wow, that's what a insane. what an epic, what a story! Yeah, it was quite wild, but that's the crazy thing. And then when I was driving to the place, it's so weird. There's like no cars on the streets. It feels so eerie. Everyone's that's like so crazy, scared. <laughs> like that's yeah. what essentially it is. Yeah, except it's for the so terrifying. Except for the bitches that want to like go out to a bar, like go to a gay club, and yeah, like, oh spit God, in yeah. each other's holes. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like I mean, tomorrow's the the thing. One of the things I'm worried about is like the tomorrow's the first day of um voting for Illinois. Oh uh, yeah. So it makes me think like as it, like I feel like every day that I've woken up since that that first day that it like started to get scary, it's gotten progressively more real with every mm-hmm. single day, mm-hmm. which to me means like especially now that they're like moving polling places out of schools and stuff or like they don't want like people to be like get kind of like con- congregating or whatever yeah right like it feels to me like probably no one's gonna vote. that's what i was thinking i mean that's what i thought for a second i was like do i really have to leave like can i just like because i'm just coming to my door? i'm surprised that they're not postponing anything to be honest I am that's too. what i thought they were gonna do yeah it's really weird i mean well, like aren't isn't there not supposed to be gatherings of more than like 50 people like 10 
Yeah, well, what? first it was yeah. like 250 and then they were like, okay, any event, don't do it for eight weeks. And yeah. then they were like, well, I mean, of course people are still doing it, but now with Illinois, Pritzker just put out that thing for two weeks, no in-person restaurant stuff. Like mm-hmm. you can't eat right. a restaurant in person for two weeks. No restaurant, no movies, no arcades. No movies, like any kind of nothing. form of entertainment. Yeah, Logan Theater just closed today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So crazy. And it's like happening so, so quickly. Like I feel mm-hmm. like every single day there's like some new piece of like legislation or whatever that keeps coming out. And then like... It's insane. Well, do either of you guys have, and you're probably going to have to bleep out his name, but do either of you guys have this on Snapchat? Uh, I don't. I don't have him, no. Well, uh, maybe oh. I do, but I don't really check Snap. Chris, do you have him? I don't. Yeah. Why? Tell me. Because he posted... Sorry, I'm like walking. I, okay. Um, me leaving my he house. He posted <laughs> on his story that he was like, stop spreading panic or hold on wait let me just find it oh it's my so god ridiculous no i unfriended him because i was like this is stupid yeah i can't find it but he basically was <laughs> That's like, like we, had a, uh, real... we had a we had a bleep he out he basically was like i trust this is, is not listening to this podcast yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just the flu this isn't real like stop spreading panic like you're all being dumb and i was like it's not real I, that's I exactly just... what a retarded lithuanian would say <laughs> exactly i was like i was just handled by four people in a hazmat suit if i could possibly yeah. have it like it, i it sneeze just, too hard in your country you all go down that. in breed <laughs> like i could kill you right now <laughs> i just people are just being so dumb every time i see it's oh awful. it's just the flu i'm like you and like retarded. Stop it. half of me thinks like obviously like there's some level of like some of it probably can be chalked up to the fact that like for the last couple of years i think people have had this like low level like hovering death fear that like they've been waiting for a reason to like go crazy on something yeah but then part of me also thinks that because of the fact that like the government literally never gets anything done at this rate and the fact that so many things keep getting rolled out literally like day by day it makes me think like there's got to be like i don't want to be conspiratorial but there has to be something that's like a little bit more than just like oh right Mm -hmm. and like i just feel like in the past few years there's been so many like movies and tv shows that have really sensationalized this idea of yeah like because everyone feels like end times everyone. exactly mm-hmm. right. and so because we don't have like zombies roaming the streets people are like oh people are reacting it's just like the flu it's like mm-hmm. oh, no like it's like no like this is probably something thing. that's like really been coming for a long time yeah. but like because mm-hmm. i mean like obviously the statistics are less scary than like <clears throat> the news would have you believe like in terms of like survival rates and stuff like that mm-hmm. but also like there is a degree of the fact that like the flu like people make a big deal about like get your flu shots or whatever but like right. not this big of a deal to the point of where it's like no like you are gonna get it like right, yeah. Yeah. like to the point of where it's like I mean like the flu goes around and like it's like oh everyone's everyone in my office is getting the flu and staying out for a couple of days this is right. like bitch like we're all getting it like <laughs> it's not like oh like don't go to like careful at high school like wash your hands like this is like bitch you better stay home okay it's right. airborne yeah and like when was the last time you remember like like universities and right. like big events being canceled like my email address like my my inbox being inundated with like random fucking like all every single business i've ever given my email address being like mm-hmm. we're literally shutting down or we're giving some right. sort of like community service discount or whatever like it's like it's never been at this scale and yet like the ebola thing the zika thing like i feel like every couple of years there's this sort of like shadowy pandemic possibility thing but like it's never gotten to this point mm-hmm. oh no yeah, no. Yeah. which i don't know how much of it is like in the past we've gotten lucky <laughs> right versus like this is like a real ass like this is some serious shit so i mean but then like i could believe anything 
Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything could be real. <laughs> it's also so it's like everything that has been put in place so far is just like preventative. Mm-hmm. Because like it you, mm-hmm. to stop it from getting as bad as it possibly could. Apparently so, like HIV and AIDS drugs are being used to treat people. That's what, what? friend of the pod Matt has to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, apparently his, like, dad or his fucking uncle. I feel like everybody I've talked to has this story, though, where it's like, my brother's cousin's niece works for the CDC, and she said that blah, 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 blah. Like, and right. it's always some sort of, like, wine time. <laughs> <laughs> always some sort of, like, like, um, like super optimistic thing of being like, everyone's freaking out for no reason. And I'm like, well, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I have so little faith in literally any institution, like the CDC and the, like, who included like I'm just so not I mean what do you I mean I'm not gonna like I keep thinking like I already sort of have this like low-level resting anxiety at all times so I'm not gonna change my life right Mm -hmm. but also like I don't know like I keep getting every day as new laws and rules and shit keep getting piled on not just here but in other countries I keep Mm -hmm. thinking like I probably should take some of it seriously yeah, because yeah. in, in my head, I'm like, I'm like, what else can I do? I went to Aldi and bought some chicken. Right. Got You're like, I went grocery shopping for the first time in two years. Right, literally, which is already a huge step in the right direction. Exactly. And, I'm fucking yeah. pissed because I went to the gym more times in a row than I have in years. And then finally, and then these bitches were like, just kidding. It's the most dangerous place to go. Cesspool of sweat, <laughs> cum, and blood. Exactly. That it's just breeds, the universe yeah. telling you that you're meant to be a little bit of a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> This <laughs> God saying it's to your little piggy ass at home, bitch. God was like, how bad do you want yeah. this? <laughs> how bad do you really want to lose your, like, seven pounds of water weight before you gain it back at one trip to Culver's? Like, <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, and also, now that my mother has pretty much said that her house has been converted into a bunker, I feel like I can always, you know, retreat sure. back there. If you need to regress and move yeah. back home with your mother, then there's, yeah. um, canned tuna awaits. Right, yeah. And she said, lots of wine. <laughs> lots of wine, great. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm gonna fucking do. It's insane, like... My mom works in, um... Mm-hmm. Uh, hospice and she works at Rush where there have been confirmed cases like there's been like that's so scary because Rush has been like hosting all kinds of shit I mean she obviously she's in hospice with like people who are dying of other shit yeah. so it's not like she's like in the like, emergency units where like these people are coming in and it's out it's still in the same like uh, air- building yeah area. right exactly that it's just it's scary <laughs> to have it that close considering how viral everything is I have to burp too <clears throat> um, nice and like before like they used to like guard that door with like so willy nilly like whatever if you want to come in and out of the hospital, do whatever you want to fucking do. Right. And now everything is closed. It's such high clearance. Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, people, like, even in hospice, like, I mean, the whole point of being in hospice is, like, for people to be comfortable and then, like, their relatives to come see them, like, while they're dying. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not letting in more than two family members at a time. Wow, that's crazy. So, like, family can't congregate together to, like, be with people. Right. So that's, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like it's got to be sort of serious. Yeah. Even the whole, um shit going on with like the vatican and like on a religious level of like canceling church or, like no one wanting you to bitches need to cancel like, church okay <laughs> everyone knows it's not fucking real skype in like right. there's <laughs> I, i'm like, just i'm so that oh my god wow yeah i like, just untapped into some rage there. right yeah like seeing the whole like the pope skyping for like yeah, doing mass i was like this shit's weird like this shit feels very dystopian do you guys think trump has it he said they said that he didn't, but I don't know that I believe that. I don't believe it. No, because he was didn't, he didn't looked like, like shit Ivanka when he have like symptoms or something. 
God knows. Ivanka's. I think she did. They all look like they do. Yeah. But there's no, like. (laughs) I mean, like, but there's a difference between just, like, standardly looking like shit and the fact that, like, I don't know if you saw that, like, it wasn't a State of the Union, but it was some, like, coronavirus Mm -hmm. emergency speech or whatever. It was, like, a visible struggle to form sentences. And he was, like, every time he had, like, cough off camera, I was, like, this is dark. (laughs) Yeah, right. I did not see that. It's definitely worth watching, even though it's. See, the thing is, with my luck, I will go in to get tested for corona. They're going to be like, oh my god, it came back negative, but you have brain cancer. Like, that's going to happen to me. So that's why, that's why I know but it. girl, your hemorrhoids are out of control. Right, you're giving birth to a blood baby. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. the doctor literally said that to me. He was like, okay, well, we're also test or like part of the test is like a blood test. So like, we're going to test you for other things too. So like, right. if you find anything like that'll be good. And I was like... Like, can you okay. leave out that shit? Right. You don't <laughs> Just tell me about the corona part. I don't need to I hear don't know the if other I want to know if I have anything else, but thank you. Like, but you have HIV. I'm like, oh, that's good. I'm going home. <laughs> Stop right there. You have H- oh, hold that thought. <laughs> oh, you don't said too much. <laughs> you have a BMI over 60%. I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know what kind of sandwich that is. I don't want it. <laughs> a BM who? Viral load. I keep saying this all day. Viral, viral load. load, honey. I've got a viral load of laundry to do. <laughs> this is so stupid. So dumb. Um. Well, I mean, do you have any other coronavirus stuff to contribute? I mean, we've we're, we have a lot of Lady Gaga related content to dive into. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, as much as I would love to, to be a part participate of that, in also that. please talk so highly about Stupid Love because I love Stupid Love and we'll I've been blasting it. Yeah, we'll give her her yeah. props. Perfect. We're gonna I, talk that's about all you. I need. We're gonna okay. talk about her current state in pop culture right now. Or yeah. Deep in. Did she release any other music? Nope. Not yet. Oh. Okay. Okay. But you'll hear more because I have the tea just when you hear this episode. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this will probably be the first episode I maybe don't listen to just because I hate hearing myself so much. I'll tell like, you the timestamp you can fast forward to. Perfect. That would be lovely. <laughs> okay, work. Uh, okay, well, shout out to friend of the pod, Morgan, for coming on and giving us this, the deets. Oh, the hot and spicy deets me. on the Roni. And, I'm so um, honored. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And um, coronavirus is a disease. Get well soon, bitch. Get well soon, bitch. <laughs> Bye. 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 Oh god, I'm not not working. Bye. (laughs) Work. You're like stupid bitch. She's like what? Dumb bitch. Fuck you. (laughs) I hope you have. I hope you have Corona. Oh Oh, man, that's fucking terrifying. That's so scary. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here like working from home, having a good little time. Yeah, you're having a grand old time. Yeah, I literally like. I my my manager texted me today and was like, I will pay for an Uber one way every day. <laughs> I was like, well, I still have to fucking take the train then, dummy. Right, like, it, like, it doesn't help me. You're not like reducing my chances. It feels like. But Morgan just texted me. That yeah. was so cute. Thank you. We love you. We love you, Morgan. Friend of the friend of the pod, Morgina. Mm-hmm. I was thinking we should have had a guest on here at some point anyway, and now it's, we get to do remote. Maybe we should have all kinds of people call in. Yeah, talk about remote work. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Working from home. Working from home. For free. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, yeah no, but, like, I literally, like, I have no... Um, my my work uh, just texted is my group chats for work is blowing mm-hmm. up right now being like nick can you come into work tomorrow i'm like <laughs> i'm like maybe i'm like oh my god this signal is going crazy i think the, i think the internet feel is finally coming down <laughs> oh my god um yeah no but it's like 
I don't even know. Like, I think we're going to close probably. But they're waiting yeah. on Prisker to sign some bill about like giving paid, like paid leave to the girl. France did that. France is suspending mm-hmm. rent, utilities, and like one of the thing. And well, this is the thing is like everybody knows that rent is arbitrary. Like, mm-hmm. if someone just says, "Oh, you don't have to pay for this building," then there's no reason to pay rent no other pay. than someone wants six hundred dollars. That's literally exactly being why. a greedy little bitch, right? Horror. I won't pay these people. Mm-hmm. Our apartment has flooded twice from our upstairs neighbors taking a bath, and then yep. they won't write our emails. <laughs> literally, my landlord claims. will ghost me. Yeah. Um, so it's been crazy. I'm, yeah. I'm holding back on texting him, asking for a rent moratorium because. Um, because <laughs> my hours are already cut they yeah. said girl tomorrow we're not staying open all the way late so we've had going was, tomorrow yeah. be for a couple hours that was the worst because i think even like with my job it's like if like we don't have anything to do it's like we kind of like find stuff to do and then you're eventually going to run out of you mm-hmm. know general things to do mm-hmm. especially when i have a position that you can work work remotely from home it's like what about people that like literally <laughs> like they're like girl you don't have a job for god knows when yeah. Like, that shit's scary. That's really scary. Like, job security, gone. She gone. Yeah. Um, I still have three tracks of recording running for Morgan, which I think is going to tank my battery. So let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick and break. And then we'll be back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wee! Let's get it on in public. Just let it go. I promise that you'll love it. T.S. Madison <laughs> says, out with, a, out with a whimper, not a bang. <laughs> <laughs> This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, but with a whimper. That's T.S. Madison. That's T.S. Madison once said. I sentenced T.S. Eliot to the chair. (laughs) Bailiff. That's what I was thinking of the word, and I was like, bounty. 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 And I was like, that's not the word the judges say. Boobies bouncing. Boobies bouncing. Your boober service. What does she say about her? um, uh, She picks up the girls and interviews them. Yeah. Let me, let me pick you up. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pick, pick you up. up. Welcome to my boober service. <laughs> and then she always has Your her money. Your boober is here. She'll go into like the McDonald's drive thru <clears> and then she pulls out tens from under her titties or her wig. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, do you got it? No, I'll got it. I'll pay for it. Is that, yeah, out of, yeah. out of her wig line. Right. And she's yeah. always like. <laughs> and the guest is always like, what the hell? What the fuck? Yeah. And she leans out the window. She goes, faggot. Oh, oh yeah. Queen. Queen. Oh. <laughs> They go, what'd you just say? Queen. 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 Um, Jeez, man, anyway. I say faggot. Of course she can. What the yeah. fuck? Who can? <laughs> no, honestly. Okay, I saw this come up on my timeline the other day. Like some, I hate TikTok because it's really given the girls, like the SJW girls, like a new platform. Mm-hmm. Like they have this whole like thing now where they get to be like, um, hey guys, just so you know, it's like another way for people to be like, folks. There's no yep. good time if you're not a trans woman or a gay man or a blah, 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 blah to, like, reclaim faggot. I was like, mm-hmm. if you're a girl, you can say faggot, period. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. Any woman. All women. And most men. Yeah. <laughs> can Unless say I say otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, mo- I think, like, gay girls... Gay guys. <laughs> gay girls is oh, such Jesus. a... Jesus. <laughs> it's gay girls. That's some faggoty shit to say. Yeah. So the gay girls, honey. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Gay guys, I feel like you know if it's okay for a straight guy to say faggot. And I think mm-hmm. any straight man I'm friends with, is they're all allowed to say faggot. They're all okay, care. yeah. It's Whatever. Never, yeah, it's never out of um You know malice. when it's time. Yeah, right. When it's malicious, you know because you're going to get hit. <laughs> right, exactly. Faggot is followed by a closed fist mm-hmm. right like, in your booty hole. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know? Corona for brains. Yeah, right. Coronavirus of the mind. <laughs> well, yet again. That's yet my favorite again. thing to say. <laughs> Mega mind. Mega mind. Corona the re-up. <laughs> Corona Lisa and the quarantines. That's the band I'm starting. <laughs> Corona Lisa and the quarantines. Oh, oh quarantines. Quarantines. You get it now? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. So back to business. Enough of enough of the enough of the bullshit. Enough of the mm-hmm. drama. Not yeah. enough of it. Mm-hmm. It's time to talk about Lady Gaga. Yeah. And the um the much talked about uh, paper magazine interview that she gave, uh, which came out today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I read it today. I know that you sort of skimmed. I skimmed. Yeah. It was very much like Gaga giving an interview. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Where she says basically nothing. And the writer is tasked with the incredible job of writing an entire cover story where every single paragraph needs to be spun into like, it's like a, it's a different thought. It's a separate point, but it's Mm -hmm. literally the same, like contrived jumbled bullshit from like start to finish. She gives interviews like she's a 60 year old, like art history college professor. And it's like. Like, you know how, like, when people were like, what is art pop about? She was like, well, it's when art meets pop and they fuck each other and then they spit and vomit on each other's assholes and then they flip it around and they make beautiful love together. And they, like, this whole thing where she's like, she can't articulate a concept behind what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Joanne, where, like, no one understood who exactly she was warning or, like, why she was embodying this aunt she never met. Right. And, like, this sort of feels like the same thing is happening with Chromatica. Mm-hmm. But like, at least it sounds like the music's going to be good. Like, she says buzzer words for for an art style. Yeah. But then, like, when you see the visual, when you hear it, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Something's not... <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. doesn't make like, any sense. But she's good at that. She's good at not making sense. I'm going to read this paragraph that literally made me have to, like, close my laptop and take a break before <laughs> I'm scared. Okay. As expected, Gaga's final art piece is wildly ambitious, with an iPhone-shot music video that saw 50 dancers film for two days straight in the hot, dry California desert. In it, her kindness punks, dressed in that same bubblegum pink shade Gaga wears in her studio, rush to break up a fight between different tribes segmented by colors. Gaga presents as a warrior leader with the chromatica symbol on her forehead like a third eye. In addition to the kindness punks, of which Gaga is a member, there are the freedom fighters in blue, the junkyard scavengers in black, government officials in red, eco-warriors in green, and cyber kids in yellow. By the end, they all ultimately find mutual peace and dance together as a full spectrum. Do you ever want to fucking kill yourself? (laughs) It's like, okay. Here's the thing. Before, I don't even want to say it sucks because she's so full of shit and I love her. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, that's what I'm saying. She's good at selling shit. Mm -hmm. Like, she's just, she's a pop salesman. But like to even like the like the a slightly discerning eye, mm-hmm. like someone with like just any modicum of like you went to high school and you paid attention for four days, yeah, you would look at this paragraph and be like, ugh, like it's just so like this like slathered on just like nasty like just it makes no fucking sense and it's clearly so like it's her perception of like the cultural climate and the world right. from the perspective of someone who like literally stays inside all day and, like, doesn't have a social life. Like, someone who, like, is so isolated by their fame (laughs) that, like, (laughs) they're, like, I see, like, I see the world through all the different little Mm -hmm. people who are fighting, and why don't we all just come together? (laughs) 
and hang out at my house. Right. And, I watch have a little pasta. Yeah, I made some guac. Yeah. <laughs> like that's exactly what it feels like. She just feels like mm-hmm. <laughs> again, like it sucks because I really like the song. Oh yeah, well don't get me wrong. I yeah. actually have grown to really like Stupid Love a lot. Same. Yeah, I really did. I know that a lot of people are shitting on it because it's like maybe regurgitated or maybe it kind of sounds too much like this is like sort of the aesthetic that people have been going to a lot for like revitalizing pop careers that have sort of like mm-hmm. made too many wrong turns. And now it's like this like redemption arc of like, oh, you're making like 80s pop or you're making like house music inspired pop, which like um, obviously the gays are going to eat up. Like it's mm-hmm. such a like clear like. It's a straight shot of like getting shit out there in like clubs, radio, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm excited. I'm not for that. mad about it. Yeah. It sounds really good. I love I love just a good pop song. Yeah. Like sometimes when I look at the type of shit that's on my playlist, a lot of it is just it's a good pop song. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with I think I read it in the article that this next era is going to be very much that like dancey, screamy. Like it can, sounds like it's going to be good. I mean, like yeah. the way that like the I usually trust like the voice of the music writer more than I trust Lady Gaga or like right. <laughs> the person actually talking about it. Same. But she, it sounds like she got to hear some of the actual album, and it's supposed to be like very house music inspired, which gets me excited. Mm-hmm. And. She has a song about her antipsychotic medication. That's cool. <laughs> I'm like, is Lady Gaga on like fucking Haldol? Like, I'm so like, what the fuck? Like, I would not be surprised. I wouldn't be that surprised either. Mm. She also basically all but confirms uh, Ariana Grande collab. It's gonna blow in the paragraph. I mean, it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, it's gonna obviously. Mm-hmm. What's um, the thing where she says? Um, I'm like scrolling through this article so quickly. What did you think of the photo shoot? Um, it's so, it's, it's Arca, right? 100%. Arca just did the whole, like, I'm, my body's hooked up to this. I'm a car. <laughs> right? Literally, yeah. And, like, uh, I feel like the style was just, like, dangerously similar in, like, some of the placements of the chords yeah. and, like, the, it's, a lot of it and, just like, felt, like, And, like, the sort of bald, oof. like, mm-hmm. like, where she, like, n- like, hair-free Gaga. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Gaga shoot gives me a little bit more, like, Terminator- a little bit, honestly, more like it's so cool. editorial yeah. budget. But I don't know. I mean, here's the other thing, too, is that I think, like, in the same way that, like, Madonna got away for so many years, like, cribbing this sort of, like, aesthetic directions from, like, people who were less successful than her or were more niche or more, like, uh, underground mm-hmm. or whatever, in another universe where things weren't so internet-y mm-hmm. like yeah. so few people would know who arca is that's what i was gonna say like it could still be true that like maybe like arca would be operating yeah. in like a sort of like slum poor like right. like uh, a club kid environment yeah 100%. and because of the fact that like arca's like work with bjork and like mm-hmm. kanye and all these people like arca wouldn't have the platform that she has mm-hmm. were it not for she has a high profile in the fashion industry too yeah yeah and like obviously it sucks to see like like Lady Gaga, who like set so many trends for like the mm. visual and the aesthetic palette of like 2010s and like pop and stuff right. like that, it is frustrating to see her like have to sort of crew from other people. Because it's not even necessary that like she intentionally copied it. It yeah. just sucks that I've seen it. But I'm also not I I I'm not really that mad about it. At least not in the same way that I've seen a lot of people be upset about it today. Mm-hmm. Because I mean I think people are so plugged into the 50% of their lives that's online yeah. that like you can't really even um, like people forget that like Lady Gaga's audience 
are the people who like sold out her Joanne tour at the Wrigley Field. You know, right. like it's like random ass like people who listen to the radio and people who listen to like the to- like the iTunes top ten. Yeah, you know? so people that are like, like really nostalgic for Gaga's like good era. Not people who know who fucking Arca is. No, yeah, not at all. And it's like obviously when you surround yourself constantly with these people who are like. Oh my god, ad 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 was a great song. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, this like, like forty minute like experimental epic. That was insane, yeah. It it's makes like, me like obviously like it, to me like at least she's borrowing from the right places. Mm-hmm, yeah. And she's feeding this to like n- Mrs. Like Normie High School, you know. Mm-hmm, right. There's no like I don't know. I mean, it would it's it's far less frustrating to me than like what she was doing with Joanne. Mm-hmm, which yeah. was like lowest common denominator, like picking right. up the pieces of like fucking mm-hmm. this like throwbacky country, like woke music that she right. was sort of doing. Where now at least she's like pivoting back to something cool. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and like if she if she has to be the vehicle by which people see what Arca does, <laughs> then it's like then great, fine, yeah, more power to her. Yeah, I really don't care because Arca is in a very small niche circle already, so it's mm-hmm. like fine, whatever. Something that I want your take on that she says in here mm-hmm. is um she says that she's ready to well she had that tweet that was like i don't remember art pop back in the day <laughs> yeah i remember that I do <laughs> and remember the girls that. freaked out yeah. and then she sort of addresses that in here and she was like i was joking of course i remember it and then she was like art pop was i'm comfortable saying that art pop was really ahead of its time let me find I, I'll, you give me what you think about that because i'm gonna find the quote because it's a good quote mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> i'm comfortable with saying art pop was ahead of its time she says, I look back at art pop and look at music today and I see a lot of things that were very futuristic or they were ahead of their time and I'm okay with saying that. Mm. Do you find that to be true? I kind of... Not really because I can't think of what... I can't think of when I listened to a song recently that gave me art like, pop. Right, that gave me art pop. Ever. I, I like the fact that art pop is so standalone that nothing gives me art pop. <laughs> so maybe in a sense... <laughs> but that is it, that a testament to the fact that it's good or bad? I mean, personally, I think good because I sure. R-pop was I know my you're an R-pop one. girl. I was an R pop girl because <laughs> I think that's Lady Gaga at her most retarded. Yeah, and I think it was like really <laughs> cool to see her go there. Yeah. And that no one in pop culture has gone as retarded as Gaga once went. I want retarded love, love. Um, she like okay, but I won't agree with that. I won't agree that you think it was ahead of its time. Like, what sounds similar to fucking swine? Nothing. Well, this is what I'm saying is like, I saw two different takes online today, which were that uh, like gaze being like, yes, it was finally she addresses how future like crazy it was and how it set the trend. It was like, for who exactly? Stupid and voice. the other take that I saw was that like, people were like, actually, like, it probably just was like, it was with the times and it was better than what was with the times. Mm, that like, it was like for this sort of that. like pop EDM burst where it was like mm-hmm. it was sort of this very very peak of um, what we were talking about last time of like where have you been type pop music where it was like right. there's no chorus there's just this sort of burst of like EDM crazy mm-hmm. and like this sort of very chaotic like electro inspired production mm-hmm. and then like for that time, maybe it was That's, ahead I, of the chord. I agree more with that. I agree that when it came out and during that time period, it was good. But if she like did it now, or oh. if she made a similar album, even I don't think it would be as successful because it oh, is this, different. If our pop came out today, people would laugh. Yeah, like it would be, it would be so left behind. Mm-hmm. It does. It hasn't aged very well. 
I will say. I don't think it's aged well, no, because I haven't taken the time to like be like, oh, like I'm gonna do a little throwback and re-listen to R Pop. My thing with R Pop has always been that it's like it's good, but that's because I have horrible taste, <laughs> and like there's a level of like, I mean, there, I mean, I, that was kind of the point of that album though too, is that mm-hmm. it was supposed to be like Warholian and like kind of um, about the sort of like gaucheness of art mm-hmm. and about how it was supposed to be like if pop art is like where like the the whole idea she was trying to subvert was that it was like mm-hmm. um what the popular can be artistic that was like the whole idea and then she right. was trying to flip it back on its head and being like actually it can be high art and it can be this blah 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 right but it was such an esoteric stupid idea that it winds up just being these weird collection of songs that like really have no f- they don't belong together in a in an album really they're very different yeah mm-hmm. and then also i felt like they're, they're so scattershot and random that, like, it didn't really come together as any cohesive idea. Oh, but I kind of like but it. But I like it, too. <laughs> right. I mean, like, there's certain parts of it that are, like... Like, Venus, I think, is a great song. hmm But for reasons that I'm not comfortable with saying, like... Even R-Pop itself was a great song. <laughs> like, it's one of those albums to me that's indefensible. <laughs> like, you either love it yeah. because... You like it because you... Or like whatever, I like it. Fuck you. Like you know, like there's no like there's really no rationale. But I think like if someone, if I were to like have to sit down and like review R pop for what it is, I don't think I could make a convincing argument for why it's actually a a diamond in the rough or what you know why it's like a a pop music gem. I couldn't do it. I mean, I can confidently say that that was her last good album. Well, sure. Well, she's only had one since then. She did the Tony Bennett. I will never forget that. Sure, but I feel like that was kind of a separate thing. I will hate her for that. <laughs> I think that is a stain in her career. Yeah, and, I mean, like, Joanne is objectively bad. Joanne I also is... keep seeing this weird take on Twitter recently where people keep being like, uh, Joanne opens with Diamond Heart, and everyone wants to say this is a bad album. I was like, yeah, Diamond Heart's one of the worst songs on there. I don't even remember what it sounds like. Good. <laughs> Good, thank God. You're one of the lucky ones. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have the chorus in my head. And, like, she does this thing that's, like... Th- the thing with R-Pop is that was when she really started, like, leaning away from, like, early Gaga voice and mm-hmm. going into this thing where she was doing this really, like, theatery, dumb shit where mm-hmm. she couldn't get rid of this warble in her voice yeah. where she was like, oh, like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. And before, like, if you listen to the fame, that doesn't exist. Like, no. that version mm-hmm. of her, like, she wasn't doing that. Yeah. And I wish she could unlearn it because even like she does a pretty good job of hiding it on Stupid Love. Mm-hmm. But there's something about like she mixes her voice so high these days, and it's so like clear and front and center in her music. Where I think it's before it was a little bit more processed. Mm-hmm. That now it's like I can't ignore some of the ticks she has. Where I'm like, ugh, it's so irritating. Gaga has like, like Azealia Banks syndrome, where it's like, please make art like how I want you to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like very much like, no, you can do so much yeah. better. Like, well, she stop. says something in this interview where she was like, I made Joanne exactly how I wanted to. She says the way I wanted to do it, the way I wanted it to sound, and so was our pop. Everything about it. Every album has been exactly what I wanted to make at that time. Although she specifically only mentions Joanne and R-Pop, which suggests that she probably had less creative control with Fame and Fame Monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, it's sort of the same syndrome as, like, what we were talking about being, like, mm-hmm. that, like, I mean, sometimes with, like, a lot of outside perspective, mm-hmm. people can say, like, yeah, this is, like, a front-to-back amazing pop album versus this is, like, a bunch of scattershot bullshit. Like, fucking, yeah, like, too much creative power. <sighs> and I like her. I right. It's at the end of the day, I, I like I'm her. Talking like a faggot. I, I like her <laughs> enough to care. Uh huh. Um, and I again, I have high hopes for this album. I think that's why yeah. I'm like gonna be like, okay, 
Um, let me give her this time. Yeah, I mean, like, the the sound bites that I've gotten out of this interview, too, I feel like every single line that mm-hmm. I've read has been very, like, um... It's going to be fun. It's going to yeah, be, like, like yeah. it's, None of it's going to be really, like, a bummer, like, or none of it's right. going to be too, like, kooky. Like, it's been passed around so many times that it's, like, not really even, like, a Lady Gaga album anymore. Mm-hmm. Especially because she's done so much in her career overall, where, if, like, she really wanted to say, this is my pop album coming back, mm-hmm. she's, I feel like she's going to just fucking send it there. Mm-hmm. So, but again, she probably, she might not... I wouldn't be surprised either. (laughs) She's done that shit before. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. (laughs) I was trying to do, um, hey there, the Azealia Banks people making fun of the pig from Chowder. (laughs) Hey there. Hey there, won't you come over? (laughs) That's Azealia's voice. And that I was also combining with the... (laughs) Hey, girl. The Twin Towers falling. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Bonk. Bonk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what's missing from Hey Girl, the bonk yeah, sound the bonk. effect. <laughs> hey girl, bonk, bonk. Hey girl, bonk. <laughs> we can make it bonk if we bonk each other. Hey, bonk. <clears throat> Instead of I'm choking on wine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to say about her. Yeah. Whatever. If it's good, it's good. And you'll hear it first if it's mm-hmm. good. <laughs> Talking about Gaga on this podcast makes my wrist go extra limp. <laughs> yeah i literally had to stop myself like mid talking about that because like every word i was coming out i was like lady gaga lady gaga <laughs> yeah I, yeah my like, like chromatica it comes out april <laughs> i re- i really hope she like it would have been really cool if she like forced foresaw the coronavirus thing happened and this was oh. an album themed around like an apocalyptic event yeah well so it's then, not going to be that because it's about the cyber kids and the eco girls or whatever the together, whole hands is in kumbaya <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck um and they're all doing poppers and they're all doing poppers yeah, yeah. <laughs> cyber kids <laughs> um okay and then the other thing we wanted to talk about, do we want to take a break or do, do we want to roll right through? I feel like I have to shit, so. Okay, take cool. Break, Let's yeah. take one more break. Wee! What? Uh, you were broke. I want to fuck right now. I want to I wanna fuck right now. Now. I want to fuck right now. I want to I wanna fuck right now. Now. What is that from? Um, uh, Rosa. Rosa. I love The Rosa, Rosa Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love when people say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay bitch let me try on your glasses they look so cute they look so cute did you see her um do a meet and greet at the mall i keep i i hate calling her her <laughs> yeah, <'cause> but i <laughs> don't see her as a man right, no. <laughs> i see her as it's rosa. rosa yeah it's rosa um she yeah i saw that literally like had this meet up at a mall and it was like they were doing the thank god you're here bitch yeah but there was like he said one two, two three, three and they couldn't say bitch in the malls it was like thank god, god you're here, here. <laughs> it was like this is bitch. just short of cool right yeah so weird tiktok stars are internet influencers um kind of on brand with what we're about to talk about yeah we're talking about um what the fuck is this retard's name fucking michael mcguire david hudson nope that's who wrote the article (laughs) not a retard actually no a retard too yeah (laughs) stop we're the retard police Thought Topics episode 9, retard count, 14. <laughs> Ding, 15. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay, so this 
<clears throat> we're about to get into some fun little territory. Mm-hmm. So this article has been also making the rounds um, on queer tea, no less. Yo. Uh, one of my least favorite <laughs> gay media providers on fucking planet Earth. Yeah. Um, so this is about Michael McCauley. Um, the uh, he's like some gay model who's fronting the Abercrombie campaign called Face Your Fierce. <laughs> Whoa. 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 Uh, yeah, Abercrombie & Fitch has revealed its 2020 Face Your Fierce campaign last month to promote its various quote-unquote fierce fragrances. Much was written about the diversity of the models featured. It's a noted move away from the campaigns of yore because the lineup includes a mixture of body shapes, gender identities, sexualities, well-known LGBTQ faces, included the athletes Megan Rapinoe and Gus Kenworthy. Gus Kenworthy, the the epitome of gender identity and sexuality (laughs) and mixed body shapes. Gus Kenworthy, the Olympic gold medalist. exactly. Olympic fat ass. (laughs) Known idiot. I literally, okay, Megan Rapinoe though, hot. I don't know who Megan Rapinoe is. Wait, let me show you this. Why isn't she in the I'm, That's actually kind of depressing that she took this Abercrombie campaign. That's mm-hmm. really the most she could leverage. She was like the sexy soccer girl that everyone was like obsessed with. Because she's like a power dyke. <gasps> oh, with the I purple like hair. her. Yeah, yeah. The I literally like, hair. I watched her play at Planet Fitness mm-hmm. <laughs> months and months ago, whenever the last time she... She looks cool. She's like an athletic pink. I'm sorry. Are you Googling her already? Oh, uh, yeah, I got it up, but it's okay. That's her. Yeah, I like her. I like her hair. I wish I had her hair. I watched her at Planet Fitness and experienced sexual feelings. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I was like, like who is that? She's cool. Uh, It is depressing that she went for an Abercrombie campaign, though. I feel like she had like such this like crazy media shine for so long. Mm -hmm. I'm like talking over my microphone. Sam, I'm talking like on the side of it. God damn it. Strike a pose with spaghetti. Tyra Banks tries nine more things she's never done before. <laughs> Push your feet she in some applesauce. <laughs> that sucks so bad. <laughs> Give herself a paper cut with an envelope. <laughs> Scream on public transportation. <laughs> Tyra Banks tries nine things she's never done. They have a mental breakdown in a build a bear. <laughs> Eat Arby's. Just regular. <laughs> Eat a number two. I've never had an Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dumb anecdote. Okay. Um, uh, this is a dumb anecdote that I'm... It's not about Tyler. Ty- oh it's a... So my grandmother's old. Okay. As well, as they tend to be. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't realize that um, Siri had to be summoned formally. <laughs> I think I've told you about this. She literally like didn't realize there was a button you had to press to get Siri. So she was like driving, like we were like wanting Arby's, as my family always is. And she was like screaming into her phone. She kept going, Arby! Arby! Over and over. And like everyone was too screaming, like tears streaming down their face to like correct her. So it was like probably like a good five total minutes being like, why isn't it working? I mean, her Jewish self. (laughs) Arby. Just one Arby. They, maybe there's not an Arby around. There's no, no Arby in the area. Nope, there's none. Oh, it's like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Did I make her mad? Why is she ignoring me? 
we had some audio issues. That's why we're doing this. Yeah, seven breaks later. Yeah. I had um, a shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I gotta refill my refill wine. your wine. Let me, get this a- Let me get this ASMR. Oh, it's closed. Oh. <laughs> the wine bottle is the cap. <laughs> the cap was on. Oh, we were sitting here waiting for it to come out. <laughs> closed wine bottle. Like, wow, I must, I must have really finished off more than I thought. That was, that it was, was like your... fully like vertical. <laughs> that was your grandma being like, what'd you say? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> like, that was so dumb. Okay, ready? <laughs> we should really film these. We should. No, we had some audio, some visual support. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's a lot more wine left than I thought. The great sound of piss. <laughs> We're drinking piss. Oh, shit. <laughs> it was knocked it all over. I keep having this recurring fantasy of the next time we drink wine in this podcast, I'm just going to break the break bottle right on the floor. And then we're going like, to crack it. Oops. Up. Yeah, right. And be like, <laughs> fake, like I broke it on accident. Okay. Anyway. Oh, man. What are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about fat um, faggots. Fat asses on the runway. Yeah, exactly. Fatties on the runway. Mm-hmm. Bring it to the, bring it to the, bring it to the runway. Bring runway. it to the runway. Runway, if you can. <sighs> okay. So let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. So blah, 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 blah. Michael McCauley, he's the new plus size gay male face of Abercrombie and Fitch. Cool. Cool. He's 29 years old. He stands six foot one. He's 260 pounds. He's only been professionally modeling for 18 months. Wow. Um, I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures of him in this article. Yeah. Like, that just looks like a person. Like this, like like a man. Here's what, like, here's what I want. Fashion is all about creating a fun image. It's all about creating like a like brand, like uh, breeding this sort of aesthetic fun uh, playground (laughs) so to speak (laughs) where like it's like people either are capable of getting on camera and tearing it or they're not Mm -hmm. capable of tearing it and every single thing every picture in this michael mccarley article looks like a fucking like an in-store gap ad like Like, none of this is like i mean it is abercrombie right but it's lazy Mm-hmm. And it's like me and my coworker were talking about um, the death of the supermodel, essentially. Yeah, and how <laughs> I feel like there needs to be some kind of level of if you're plus size, great. But if you sure. can't like bring it or like really like show a model, like, like I wish that Michael model. McCauley was four hundred and forty pounds. And, like, doing some crazy, like, I'm dressing up yes. as the fucking sun. Right, exactly. Like, yeah. And was doing some, cr- I mean, again, maybe that's the, it's not following the assignment to expect this person to be doing high fashion because he is selling, like, denim jeans. Like, a you know? flannel and jeans, yeah. But, I mean, the depressing part of the whole campaign is the fact that it's not because Abercrombie and Fitch, one of the most his- historically notoriously fatphobic companies in the whole Racist, fucking universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, who are like, we don't really want black girls or people over like 120 pounds involved in our campaign. Literally, yeah. Like, that has been their energy and their ethos forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, this is so obviously a ploy to the fact that it's like, because the popular ideology revolves around like, Inclusivity. Inclusivity. Like, yeah, like diversity and like opening mm-hmm. up the blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first of all, like being gay doesn't prevent you from wearing jeans. Right. Faggots choose to dress like that themselves. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> and there's like, I mean, a lot of this is like, the, especially for someone like Abercrombie. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, oh, here's the other thing. I don't really understand how one's sexuality has any bearing on your ability to wear clothes for a photographer. Is anyone going to tell that you're a faggot and they can't, like, does anyone care? I don't really think that anybody cares. I think most male models are gay. Like, maybe, like, I mean, I can see, like, Nike not wanting, like, James Charles. Sure, right, but exactly. <laughs> but, like, with a reason. But I think, broadly speaking, I mean, like, the like like the average, like, underwear model or, like, the average, like, right. whatever are these, like, gym rat fags. I They're mean, all like, faggots. If you want to be a model, you're a faggot. I've never, like, I don't know any straight people who are ripped. <laughs> like, like I, this is sorry, like, Jake. Yeah. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> sorry, Jake. <laughs> it's like this whole thing of like, I mean, like gay men are the only people who understand masculinity, mm-hmm. and there's like this, yeah, <laughs> this whole idea of like, like, like straight dudes are like doing like cl- fully clothed like sports authority soccer ads. Mm-hmm. Like these are people who are doing like, oh, I'm gonna like wear a jersey and like run around because like there's you can't like. If you have a gay face, you can't really hide that, mm-hmm. but you're allowed to look gay in like a steamy, like Abercrombie ad, like an underwear ad or whatever. Mm-hmm. You're also allowed to look gay if you are not showing your face at all. Right. I hate that this like specific article, like it just sparks a discussion that should never even have seen the Let's light just, of day. Let me just redo the fucking headline. The headline is meet the plus size beefy gay model fronting Abercrombie's new campaign. Like, who reads that and is, like, excited? Who reads that and is, like, finally? It's this, like... Like, here's the other thing. Like, Like, who gives a fuck? Honestly, like, my business, like, my concern doesn't really even lie. And, like, I don't don't work in fashion. I have no interest in fashion. Right, I don't care. Fashion photography. Even advertorial work, I really don't even care. Mm -hmm. The part that I do care about is that it's in this... Because it's through queer tea, Mm -hmm. it's clearly part of this desperate ploy to expand the pool of people who are acceptable to be attracted to as a gay guy mm-hmm. and for even the image of a fat guy to be rendered into this like sexy thing right that's like there's a difference between being like oh like yeah no like i'm like a bigger guy but like i fuck right. <laughs> that and being like uh, like there's a i don't know i'm trying to find the right words but there's something here that's going on that's like Every time an article like this comes out, because there's a lot of them that come out in a year, mm-hmm. there's a dimension to it that is so obviously gay media trying to create a new category of people that they can bait gay guys into clicking on articles for. Right. Because it's like every single time that one of these queerty articles comes out that's like, oh, like uh, HIV medication on the horizon for blah, 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 blah. And then the picture is like of dudes fucking like it's like like some like like stock photo like a sex stock photo gay Mm -hmm. sex or whatever right and like this sort of feels like it's in the very similar realm of like okay like how can we create clickbait that makes people feel good about themselves politically Mm -hmm. where it's like how can we get a photo to not be someone who has like shredded abs or like someone who has like you know like doesn't look like a lobster to somehow attract a sector of gay people who want to feel good about who they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then in this way, they're branding fat guys as a different kind of super masculine right. that also flies similarly. And I mm-hmm. think that that's sort of what's at the root of it is that it's not about being ripped or it's not about being a gym person, but it's mm-hmm. about being a dude, like a being man. like a man. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <sighs> 
this shit's so gay. Like, <laughs> it's another one of those things where it just it, it blatantly shows how many people in the quote-unquote LGBT community have, like, truly four brain cells. And yeah. I read, this comment made me heated. Like, it's so dumb. So, someone created a thread under the article. Tell me who. To name their at. Call oh, them out. fucking. <laughs> I do screenshot. You don't have it. At James Bradford. Okay. We're James at... E. Bradford. Sure. Do they have a blue check? Nope. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> the bear community is, in my 20 plus years of experience, the most inherently racist sub-community within the queer community, hands down. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I said this on TV in 2006 and got the kind of backlash you only get from deeply racist people who can't handle being called out. The bear community. Okay. Let's unpack that. Okay, <laughs> so there's something that's like uh, at root of... um. I don't think you choose to be a bear. Right. <laughs> like, I think that, like, people become fat and then decide to associate themselves with a community that makes them feel good about themselves. Yeah. And I do also think that what we, like, what I was just saying about how bareness, I think, tends to come with this really pornified, actually even more than, like, normal gay porn does, mm-hmm. is, like, when it's, like, two sort of like thicker guys or like people who are like these sort of like not exactly conventional body types, but also still pretty photogenic body types that are like, you know, it's like they're sort of denser, they sort of like thicker calves or whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. there is this sort of subcategory, but then I feel like that category of gay guy, especially when it comes to like, presenting sexuality in a mainstream way mm-hmm. is always so like, let me smell your fucking armpits, dude. Like, right. let me fucking lick the sweat off your cock. Like, this whole <laughs> thing that's, like, so, um... Gross. Like, they have to compensate for the fact that they aren't ripped. <laughs> right, literally, yeah. But I don't think that that's controversial. I think that that's no, like, genuinely, yeah. like... I think that there's something there that's, like, by virtue of not conforming to this still really, like, body fascist idea of... Mm-hmm. what you have to look like in order to be accepted by a gay community, you sort of have to compensate for it by being, like, the most sexed-up, white, mm-hmm. masculine. Right, yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think it's necessarily about body shaming, because I do think that there is a level of, like... Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to... <laughs> like, qualifying it being, like, don't forget I am fatphobic. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there is... Like, I don't know. There's, like... um I don't want to ramble. But there's something that's, I think, sort of at the root of this that's, like... um People want to feel good about who they're attracted to. And to me, the bear thing, in this case in particular, feels like sort of taking an easy way out mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, like, I'm attracted to people of all shapes and sizes. I'm like, yeah, you're attracted to hot people. Right, yeah. Like, like everybody. Yeah. You know? like right, It's, it's like, like it's sort of, it's it rejects the premise of like, yeah, there's like people who are not like rail thin or people who aren't like ripped who are just hot mm-hmm. you know and there's no real way around that and it has nothing to do with like oh it's a victory to be fat and hot you right. know like <laughs> <laughs> right exactly yeah it's not it's like okay right. it's, like, it's like there's just a hot another hot person right like it's still very conventional it's still it's something it's not new and it's not revolutionary it's not revolutionary no no being gay is not revolutionary <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as the LGBT community. There's only an LGBT population. And exactly. this is one of the premises that people need to just r- r- hurry up and forget mm-hmm. because this whole idea that like everything that this article is touting, like every single fucking paragraph of this is like, people are so excited to see representation of guys like them and modeling. I'm like, 
they're not like you. They're a model, right. okay? <laughs> Regardless of if you're fat or skinny, you have to be hot still. Right. So there is a dimension of like, this isn't like a victory for people who are like, oh, I look like shit and I'm fat. Right. And you I don't know? look at that thing like, oh, I feel so much better. Right. Like I'm a white guy now. Exactly. <laughs> and it comes to down to the psychology of people feel like it's easier to change the entire culture than it is to change anything about themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's like something at the root of this that I think is very calming to certain people who feel like they want to like not feel so shit about themselves. Mm-hmm. And then by seeing someone who might have the same number on the scale as them is right. like, well, maybe I could be a model. I'm like, no girl, you're ugly. <laughs> because you're ugly maybe if you weren't ugly you could be a model you can fuck hot people too if you just try a little bit harder maybe funny you could fuck Gus Kenworthy (laughs) did you see that Gus Kenworthy made this post that was like stop China from eating dogs go to this website and blah 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 no one made a big deal out of it it was crazy because that's how much people like Gus Kenworthy he made this GoFundMe of like, I'm creating a fund to stop Chinese people from eating dogs. I was like, dogs over there are not like Pomeranians. They're not like plucking right. your stupid little rescue chihuahua off the street and eating it. Right. It's like, not the same. Oh my God. He's so fucking stupid. I, people are, I'm so, I get so mad whenever fucking we talk about idiot. these topics. Like I hate gay people so much. Me it's too. insane. <laughs> <laughs> like I really do. We are probably the worst community, quote unquote community on earth. I know. It's insane. It's insane. I hate being associated with these people. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Here's the other dimension of this fucking Michael McCauley article is that after these came out, the other gay people came forward and f- scoured his Facebook of all places, his Facebook comments, wherein yeah. he, uh, uh, he, um, he was, he like, has issues. He takes umbrage with black lives matter. Mm-hmm. He says, um, a group called Black Lives Matter is blocking the street downtown and just made me late for a crucial meeting. Thank you for making your point. I'm glad your life matters more than mine. <laughs> it's kind of funny. <gasps> oh, boy. Yeah. It's like... And it's like... This is the other thing, too, is that it's like... This is all tying back and like... I feel like every single time that I think that the sun is going to set on, like this bullshit of like this like a stupid ass like identity politic thing where it's like every time that someone's behind the camera who looks anything even slightly less than a 10 yeah then it's a revolution and it's like politically apt and cool then it it comes back full force right where it's like all these people like like being fat doesn't give you good politics being a woman doesn't give you good politics being gay doesn't give you good politics doesn't any of these fucking things Mm -mm. you were not born qualified no like it's not good it's not inherently good just to have more of people of a especially like here's the thing that's really the testament to this whole thing is that like being fat is not a community yeah no okay (laughs) do you know how many like if you if you put every fat person in america in a room none of them would have the same set of values (laughs) at fucking all you couldn't put them all into a room Good one. Bottle shatters. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was a great, wow. That was a good one. Yeah. Um, what the fuck am I talking? Anyway, you get my point. Yeah, if there's 99 the point, fat people in a room. Yeah. No. Yeah. If there's 99 fat people in a room, 
<laughs> there will be one. <laughs> Only so one will model for Abercrombie and Fitch. Right, and it's Find not your fears. <laughs> Fight your fears. Fight your fears. Face your fears. Face your fears. Whatever. Who the fuck cares? Face your fears. <sighs> Stupid. Stupid. It's but just you, like not even all of like like. But you, a skinny person, came up with that slogan. Yeah, of course they did. Do you, do you know what the corporate office of Abercrombie and Fitch looks like? They can't eat more than four pistachios during lunch. It's one gym locker. Mm-hmm. They all are <laughs> inside there. There's like, I don't even, it, it's not just like, I, I do think that there's something that's slightly different. I think about this particular case because Abercrombie and Fitch shells jeans to high schoolers. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like this isn't exactly like, I think that there's a different issue happening there versus what's happening with high fashion mm-hmm. where like, this sort of premise of inclusivity for runways and for like fashion week versus like mm-hmm. advertorial campaigns for like Aeropostale. Right. Different. It's different, sort of a different yeah, ballgame. Different ballgames. I think that when it comes to, again, I don't, <laughs> I generally don't know anything about high fashion, but mm. when I see like James Charles and like Manny MUA on like a runway looking like shit. Well, that's the thing is like, I think like you don't need to work in fashion to know if someone tears it. Like right, you don't exactly. need to you know if to, someone yeah. like, like if you are served a, a dish mm-hmm. at a restaurant, you know, if it tastes like shit, you don't have to be a chef to know when food is bad. Exactly. You mm-hmm. don't need to be like work in fashion to know when someone walks down a runway and you, right. you, it gives you like, ew, or it gives you like, <laughs> something's wrong here. Like this is from a, like, a bad transmission from another right. universe. It's another industry where your success depends on the opinions of others. Exactly. It's another one of those industries. Um, but like when you think of like supermodels and like the old standard of mm-hmm. that. And like. like think How many of, stars, like icons, like for years, you know. Think of like influencers or someone that could be on a runway now like tana moja mojo <laughs> tana mongoose tana mongoose yeah like she's not like a modern day naomi campbell no like God. So when you think of like modern day supermodels like what the fuck like, exactly it's kind of depressing like we don't have a naomi we don't have, we we don't have isabella blow and we i don't miss have, that like, yeah yeah there's just a level of like um and i think it's like it's also i think because of the fact that it plays into this thing where i think fashion was always pretty much regarded as something that was allowed to be sort of frivolous, allowed to be sort of silly, mm-hmm. allowed to sort of exist outside of the realm of traditional politics and traditional like social reflection. Right. Where I think now in the same way that people want TV to be a reflection of their personal politics and the same, like where people want to go see a movie that doesn't like conflict with their sensibility. Right. Fashion is another one of those things where it's like, you know, every, like we get four times a year stories about like someone wore cornrows on the runway, but it's like clearly not like this just happened with fuck whose show was it? I don't remember whose it was, but it was like some runway show where it was like, these white models were wearing cornrows, but it wasn't actual cornrows. It was like these, like it was like lace front cornrow wigs that were not fitted to them. So it was yeah. like these sort of like loose bald caps that had cornrows mm-hmm. down yeah. them. Okay, yeah, yeah. And that's so obviously like any creative director looks at that and is like, I'm trying to get a rise out of people. Right, exactly. And I think that is what's so cool and like insurgent about fashion still mm-hmm. is that they are capable of being like, 
because they're so exempt to the rules and like even when people get mad mm-hmm. someone just comes out and goes sorry and right. then they can't have yeah, another exactly. show and do the same shit next time because right, they're like exactly. they're provocateurs mm-hmm. it's like the place to be a provocateur 100% I totally agree with that so it's like whenever people want to jam you know those kind of identity politics into an industry where it's like you know what this is based on yeah. you know exactly <laughs> you know exactly why you want to be jammed in yeah. there so like shut up and like exactly let's maybe like, bring back some of like the standards if you really bit. care about it like that's the other thing too is that it's like if you actually cared about like the dignity of fat people or disabled people or whatever like right. you wouldn't be looking to fashion shows the most inconsequential bullshit in the fucking universe right you know like if you like if you cared about like black people's like like in like um like egregious violations of like black culture mm-hmm. you would not be giving a fuck about fashion shows and what white people it like i mean fashion week is over in an instant right and if you didn't give it attention no one would be talking about it like you it's not taking money out of anyone's hands like were these six four girls that eat cigarettes you want to say <laughs> you know what if i put a fat girl on stage we're gonna have so many problems solved yeah like and then it's like it's the opposite sort of i mean and it creates this um trap too because fashion people's impulse is to sort of flip things on its head in a way where it's like when high fashion brands do include mm-hmm. fat people, it's not someone like Michael Mc- McConaughey or whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck his name is, this Abercrombie person. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Mike Jones, this faceless person. Right. They include someone who is the most caricaturish, mm-hmm. like overblown example of what they're trying to go for. Right. Where it's like, uh, not only are we going to... Oh, you want us to include a fat person? We're going to include a 600-pound person. We're going to trust them up like Saturn. And we're going <laughs> to stomp... Like, we're trot this hoe out on a runway. Like Kool-Aid man. Exactly. Yeah. And then make the other side of the political spectrum mad. Right. And stoke animus in that way, which isn't beneficial on anyone's side. Exactly. So yeah. it's like... It's such a fruitless battle because mm-hmm. whenever you feed something into the fashion machine, it comes out as either outrage or love for something that's aesthetically pleasing. Right. And I think it's very hard to strike that middle of like, obviously like, I don't think that there shouldn't be fat people in fashion. Right. No, of course I don't think that, Mm -hmm. but I do think that like, it's about the ability to carry a runway Mm -hmm. and the ability to show like a command of a space and also not make yourself like a token and not make yourself like a, like a little sideshow. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes me worry sometimes about what's, what's her name. Um, Homestead the trans disabled model yep aaron phillips yep aaron phillips yeah mm-hmm. she has this whole like sort of uh surprise story of where she's like been on all these runways and things like that and like to me that sometimes worries me about like the sort of exploitative nature of that because fashion yep. in of itself is so exploitative mm-hmm. where you know like in one year she could have no more opportunities left because it's not tantalizing and it's not subversive to include her in shows anymore exactly 100 percent and I think to kind of go back with, just, like, think about the intent. I think if we really wanted to add, like, a plus-size model in a mm-hmm. campaign, runway, et cetera, like what you said before, think of the kind of person that they're going to get. Yeah. And think of someone who's like, I want to be in the fashion industry so bad, they're going to have the same mentality yeah. as these fucked-up, crazy people that are already on those runways. Mm-hmm. So you're not getting, like, this purified character that you're molded yourself. Right. You're getting, like, a crazy Like, if you're going to do it, get a bitch who tears it. Right, exactly. 
Like, don't put a random fag. It's not some, ra- yeah, not some random TikTok faggot. Not some random, like, girl who got famous for being fat. Like, right. there's just, I mean, it's it's so cynical. Mm-hmm. And it's so obvious, like, to, like, anyone with a discerning eye knows that, like, these fashion brands are like, ha like, we're gonna throw some fat bitch in this show. You know, like, there's right, no, like, I mean, it's not, it doesn't come from any place of, like, we're gonna can, like, like yeah. oh, finally a victory in the world of fashion. These fucking right. people are laughing behind the scenes. One hundred percent. Like you we're know? gonna get some Instagram bitch with three hundred thousand followers that sells fruit gummies. Exactly. On, on, on the runway, and she's gonna look like a fucking like electric shocked octopus walking. Exactly. Down. She has no idea what the fuck she's doing. We're gonna paint her darker than her skin is, right. and we're gonna use her for some other fucked up thing, like some mm-hmm. other like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like that's the thing is like I just wish that people would like choose a better venue for like the kind of things to like choose as their political battlefields because fashion fucking isn't it it's never been mm-hmm. it that is not a place where you can win with that kind of shit it's like tv and movies have sort of capitulated in a way where it's they've sort of bit, been yeah. like yeah like fine like we'll throw people in but even then it's the most tokenistic shit in the world can we talk about how sense eight was probably the worst show to ever be on netflix i prime example of why that bullshit here's the thing about fucking sense eight <laughs> thing about sense is that it was polyamorous interracial porn softcore porn mm-hmm. and people love here's the th- if anyone if, if if there's anything people like on netflix and hulu and bitty bop whatever the fuck <laughs> prime people love to watch people borderline fucking or fully fucking mm-hmm. and there was this whole thing of like, oh my god, it was radically inclusive <laughs> because it had like gay oh, guys like, fucking, mm-hmm. it had trans people fucking, it had polyamorous people fucking, lesbians, lesbians yeah. scissoring, all you know, all these sorts of things, and it got, it gets, it got, it gets to this point where like inclusivity is only inclusive and effective if it's not to be a spectacle. And it's not to be this sideshow freak clown act. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or it's not this thing to be like leveraging some sort of like... Like Sensei had an audience because of the fact that before Sensei even came out, they were like, this is the most inclusive show of the decade. And like they right. had queer tea and all these fucking idiots peddle these articles around before it came out about like, if you mm-hmm. watch this show, you're a good person. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's the same, like, it's the same operative principle, but what's happening with Joe Biden, I'm not going to talk about this in very long, where they, <laughs> like, with Joe Biden being like, oh, I'm going to have a woman as my running mate. Doesn't name the woman. Doesn't indicate any sense of her politics at all. No. Yep. That's called fucking tokenism. 100%. That's yeah. like him being like, I'm going to pick, I'm going to, my running mate will be a retard. My running mate's going to be a black guy. Yeah. I'm, I will pick a black guy. <laughs> Like what? Like fuck? It's so like, stupid. What if your black guy's a Nazi? Right. What if the woman is? Uh, right. What if your woman like hates uh, is like anti-abortion or like right. is like runs around all day like screaming? I, 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 like yeah, it's so tokenistic and stupid, and people lap it the fuck up. People eat that shit up, and it's because people feel like they have a greater sense of control over the entertainment industry than they do anything else because politics is so hopeless. And, like, there's no way into any of it. So people feel like I have a better chance of controlling the way things are working in TV. Because if I don't like it, I just won't. I'll complain about it. Right. I'll write a, I'll write a uh, Yelp review equivalent on Twitter. Right. But it, they don't fucking care. It's a watch. It's a click. 
None of these fucking people care. Netflix hasn't made a fucking nickel off of any TV show they've ever made. Ever. Right. You know? So it's like this whole, like, it it becomes this thing where it's like representation ultimately becomes this spectacle of, um, it's like a circus. Yeah. For fat people and Mm. gay people and trans people and all these people who actually deserve dignity. Right. And (laughs) it's like, oh, look at this. Exactly. Exactly. It's Mm. like what we're always saying about how it's like, dance monkey dance that's literally <laughs> what it is like oh you want a gay person we're gonna give you a faggot yeah right exactly yeah. it's like okay listen here you fat girl shit we know you can walk <laughs> but get in this wheelchair just for one fashion show yeah just to make a statement it's really powerful yeah it's fucking like it's like the degrading shit that people get away with mm-hmm. fucked up like in the name of it's gonna be for a greater good when exactly. it, like, it is not in any shape or form I don't know. Maybe we'll all just die of the own before anything even happens. What did you just drop? My cap for my Pepsi. Oh, but I don't know where the hell it went. Oh, well. I mean, we're at the time anyway. Yeah. Um, we, did, we did good today. Good We work. did pretty good, yeah. Investigative um, reporting. Mm-hmm. Corona's gonna... Yeah, we did, we did investigative reporting. We got the... We got all the info on Corona. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to stop. The inside <laughs> intel. Yeah. yeah. We didn't disclose the location, but just know if you guys self-report Corona, you're going to have to drive to some random fucking place in the middle of nowhere and get right. picked up by people in hazmat suits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And get uh, shit shoved up your nose. <laughs> and they Three t- beekeepers will enter your car. <laughs> and release 5,000 bees to eradicate. They'll <laughs> fumigate your sinuses. Yeah. Um... I have no other closing remarks. We were going to fucking film our stupid little special episode and then all of the restaurants in Illinois close for two weeks. Fucking kill myself, honestly. We'll do it again. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll reschedule. Mm-hmm. My gift card ain't going nowhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if anyone made it to this point in the episode, if you want to be a guest on the pod, please DM me. I'm on Instagram <laughs> at clinically the best mm-hmm. or on Twitter at virtual boy baby. Yeah. Let's start getting guests. Yeah. I want to have some people on. I want to chit chat. Mm-hmm. Come to our apartment or call in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're standing. We're sitting by. Yeah. We're sitting. <laughs> we're laying down, breathing really heavy by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thought Topics episode 9. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs>